Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the No Name Sports Show. As always, I am your host, Evan Money. JT is not here. That's just Trevor. But that's all right. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, and we're actually going to have a uh, special episode tomorrow. So make sure you guys tune in for that, where we're going to actually go a little bit more in-depth with what's going to be happening this weekend, which obviously is Super Bowl weekend. So uh, first, I just want to get into the, some of the main headlines that have been kind of hitting the sports world. Um, so we're going to go over to the wondermous world of, excuse me, of hockey, of NHL. Uh, <clears throat> again, you know, that's, that's JT's realm. It's not my realm, folks, okay? Uh, so it nothing really seems to be, uh, you know, eye-popping right now. Uh, not a whole lot going on in the world of hockey. As the <clears throat> season is marching along, uh, looking at the standings, you know, sitting atop, uh, you know, the Atlantic Division is, is the Bruins uh, getting closely followed by the, uh, well, not really by anybody. I mean, sorry, I'm, I was looking at the wrong thing almost. Yeah, not even close. They're looking, they're looking magnificent up there in the Atlantic Division, in the Metropolitan Division. Uh, the Hurricanes staying up there, staying on top, doing their thing. Uh, by the way, the Hurricanes and the Bruins, only single-digit losses. So... Very interesting. I think, I think, number of overtime losses. I wonder if that goes into, I don't know if that's extra or not. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, anyway, looking over at the Western Conference, uh, leading out there in the Central uh, is the Dallas Stars. And then in a very tight one in the Pacific, uh, you know, the Golden Knights, only a, only a point ahead above the Kraken, who are tied right now with the Kings. And uh, they are only a point ahead of the Oilers. So very tight, interesting race going on out there, uh, you know, in this Pacific division. The specific Pacific. Anybody else do that growing up? Anyway, I don't know. Shit's whack. Shit is whack. When you can't say words. Anyway, no. So, uh, yeah. So, that's what's going on um, in the world of hockey as far as the standings-wise. Uh, over to the UFC. Uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley has signed an eight-fight contract extension with the UFC. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of controversy surrounding the UFC revolving fighter pay. That's always been a big thing. Um, but, you know... Sugar Sean says he's very happy um, and can't wait uh, to continue to make the climb up the bantamweight division. So, uh, very awesome with that. In other news, it has been announced that Conor McGregor is making his comeback and it will be to face Michael Chandler. They will face off first as Ultimate Fighter head coaches. That, I think, is going to be awesome. I think it's going to be amazing. Uh, they're 
First off, Conor McGregor loves to talk trash. Michael Chandler is not one to back down either. So I, I, I think it's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. Um, you know, Dustin Poirier talked about, like, you know, look at my kids. I'm such a proud daddy. Uh, Poirier, nobody even knows who you are. Let's be realistic. So um, I'm, I'm really actually excited for this. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, the Ultimate Fighter is always better when you have entertaining coaching. So, uh, moving ahead though, we're going to, um, we're going to talk about, obviously, uh, <clears throat> this weekend you have, uh, Islam Makachek versus, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky. And I think this is going to be a really good fight. I think this, this fight card, um, really has the potential to probably be one of the best fight cards, uh, Oh, sorry, this fight, not the fight card. Um, this fight has probably one of the potential to be one of the fight of the years. I mean, I, you know, one of the fight, one of the fight of the year. Fights of the year. There we go. There we go. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, this is, uh, this is going to be for the uh, lightweight title. Um, Volkanov, he is moving up. He clearly, you know, he holds down right now the featherweight division with, um, and is basically just ran through everybody. So him stepping up to 155, I think, is going to be very interesting. Uh, it's going to present an interesting dynamic, I think, because Islam is so good on the ground. Um, he's kind of like a Habib uh, clone, I guess you could say, for lack of better words. And wait, but although he, you know, Islam's going to have you know a four inch height advantage. I mean, Volkanovski is low to the ground. Um, he's hard to take down. He's got excellent stand-up. So, it's. I think it's going to be a very interesting fight. I think it'll be uh, one of the fights that, you know, definitely, uh, like I said, could, be, uh, could just be a banger and could be one of the nominations for fight of the year. So, uh, before that, uh, we have... Yeah, you're Rodriguez and Josh Emmett fighting for the interim featherweight title. Again, whoever wins this, have you know, will eventually have to face uh, Volkanovski. I don't know if I don't know if they could either win, if either one could win. Um, that's just that's just my opinion. I don't think either one could beat uh, you know Volkanovski. As far as the Maklachev, you know, as far as Maklachev versus Volkanovski, who I am picking to win. I just don't see Islam losing, you know. Um, eventually, the relentless, you know, the relentlessness that he comes at at his opponents with, I think, is going to just really overtake Volkanovski. So, uh, I expect this to go five rounds. I don't expect it to be just like a quick one and done. Uh, I expect, you know. Alexander to make this a good fight. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, I, I see Islam maybe getting the finish in the fifth or it going all the way to decision. So, uh, <clears throat> other fights that have been confirmed. Uh, where's it at? There it is. Okay. Alex Pereira versus Israel Asanya two, um, for sure is moving forward. Uh, with the co-main event of Gilbert Burns versus Jorge Masvidal. Uh, that 
is going to be amazing, in my opinion. I think that uh, that card, you know, that co-main event and main event are are going to be very interesting. Um, you know, I'm I'm really excited for uh, the month of March because we have you know John Jones making his uh, heavyweight debut versus Cyril Gaon, and uh, then just a, a few short weeks later. We have the uh, highly anticipated rematch, hopefully, with Leon Edwards and Kamara Usman. So, and uh, on that fight card, there's actually uh, something that's very interesting that's that's coming down. Uh, Justin Gaethje versus uh, Rafael Fizvi. Fiz- uh, that's going to be a fucking epic co-main event. I'm going to be honest. I think that it's going to be awesome. Uh, there are concerns that whether or not Usman will actually make it to the fight. Uh, it looks like maybe Balil Muhammad is kind of setting his sights on like not taking a fight until this fight is fully confirmed. Um, he might be kind of like a last-minute fill-in to fight Leon Edwards, which Balil Muhammad absolutely deserves it. You could throw him in the title fight, and I think you know it, it would still be. Um, Aside from that, though, um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Um, We'll talk about the NFL, uh, just, you know, other NFL news. Um, Obviously, the big one, um, for those of you that don't know, uh, you know, Tom Brady has uh, officially retired. We'll see how long that lasts. I'm just stating because you never know um you know shout out to tom brady i mean obviously uh he is in the conversation for the goat a lot of people would say it's not even a conversation um i you know goat arguments for me have always been rough because you know it's the criteria changes from player to player when you're talking to a lot of people but um i, I you know as far as success, obviously, how can you deny what Tom Brady has, has done for the sport? Um, he's been very successful. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, ultimately, I think that, you know, he's going out on top. I know they had a, a rough year this year, but it wasn't like he completely lost who he was. His team definitely had a, had a lot of issues, a lot of injuries. Um, a lot of wear and tear, you could tell from just father time coming up. So, uh, definitely very interesting with that. So, um, let's see, Brock Purdy, uh, from the 49ers is set to have surgery, uh, later on, uh, this month. Um, so hopefully, you know, they're hoping for, you know, a quick recovery, uh, so he can come back and they're, uh, I think then you're going to see kind of him and Trey Lance battle it out for that that starting quarterback spot. So um, it, I think it's this is very interesting. You know, the 49ers gave up a lot to uh, to get Trey Lance, and man, it it really could be a phenomenal story if Brock Purdy came in and beat out Trey Lance. So just looking at where the two were drafted from. Um, kind of the expectations initially when, you know, coming into the game, their first game to start to where they are now. Uh, yeah, it's going to be positive. 
you know, uh, Jimmy G is obviously going to be on the move. That's without question. Uh, he's one of many quarterbacks this offseason that you guys need to keep an eye on. We'll obviously keep you guys updated here on the No Name Sports Show. Uh, as the NFL offseason is happening, I believe we are probably going to do quick updated blurps uh, of news that hits ASAP. Um, so keep an eye out for those as those start to come down the line. I think we're going to start doing it now for all major news uh, during offseason time uh, for every sport. So, uh, <clears throat> anything major that happens, any major signings or trades like that happen in the offseason, uh, you guys will, will still obviously be talking about. So, um, it's been announced that Sean Payton will be the coach for the Denver Broncos. You know, to me, in that sense, I think, uh, I think it's a good move for the Broncos. I don't know if it's the right move. Uh, I think the Broncos showed a lot this year that Wilson, it's not Wilson's who's coaching Wilson. It's the fact that Russ just doesn't look like Russ. He did one game against the Chiefs. Um, but even then that didn't, you know, it didn't really matter. Uh, they had, they were set as Super Bowl contenders the second they pick up Russell Wilson and then they fall flat. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I guess it'll be interesting to see. He's been out of the game for, you know, a couple of years now. Uh, so it'll be cool to see him kind of come back. I, you know, I was a big, I, excuse me. I was a big fan of Sean Payton when he was down there, uh, you know, in New Orleans. I, I thought what he was doing was, you know, phenomenal. Um, but yeah, we'll see. So, uh, Real quick, just kind of a, a, a sneaking a sneak peek into kind of where some draft experts are predicting. So uh, right now, and from kind of what I've been seeing, a lot of people are projecting that uh, <clears throat> the Chicago Bears are going to give up that first pick. But there's let's be realistic. This draft class is a stacked draft class. Um, this is the one where you could definitely make some, some franchise shaking moves. Um, you know, with guys like Bryce Young, uh, you know, Will Allen and, you know, I mean, CJ Stroud, like I, I, realistically, I could go down this list of who they have here, um, you know, projected going, and I think it'll be very interesting. Uh, the one, the one thing that I keep kind of like scratching my head at is that a lot of these guys uh, have like Seattle picking, not a quarterback, which to me is weird. That's all I'm saying. Um, to each their own, I guess. I don't know, or as some would say, to own their each. Uh, anyway. So uh yeah, moving forward, I'm I'm looking at the uh the other sports coming around here and um not a whole lot. Um week 1 of the XFL is uh set to to show up uh a week from Saturday. 
So that'll be cool on February uh, February 18th at 2 p.m. on ABC and ESPN+. Plus. Uh, you'll get to see the, uh, the new look XFL. So that'll be very fun, uh, very interesting. Um, you have the uh, Arlington Renegades hosting the Vegas Vipers. Uh, again, we'll, you know, we'll kind of see, I think... I think another football league during the football offseason, I think, is could definitely be uh, a, a huge positive. So um, give guys a chance that have kind of knocked themselves out of uh, out of the NFL, um, and it would be kind of cool to see the NFL, you know, take on a development league uh, the way that the NBA has with the uh, the G League. So. Uh, yeah, that's just my opinion on it. And uh, speaking of the NBA, lots and lots of stuff happening. So uh, trades have been kind of crazy the last couple of days. Um, and it started off with a very hot one. So Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets have decided to go separate ways. Uh, the Nets were able to trade Kyrie um, <clears throat> and Markeith Morris to the Dallas Mavericks for Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, and uh, additional picks. Now, to me, this is a very interesting setup because Luka and Kyrie are both very ball-dominant. Um, it's already been shown kind of that Ball, two ball dominant guys running together definitely don't bode very well. Uh, it, it doesn't set yourself up for a lot of uh, success. So uh, we'll, we're going to dive into that a little bit more um, as I continue finishing out these trades here. Um, so the uh, you know this one's obviously personal for me. Uh, you know the Miami Heat sent uh, Dwayne Denman to San Antonio. Um, and a second round pick to San Antonio for uh, cash. I think this is just a, a, a smart move for Miami. Uh, they have a lot of guys that are going to want to get paid and uh, rightfully so deserve to get paid. And uh, Miami's always big when free agency comes around. It's, it's a very hot destination for a lot of players. So, you know, trust the process down there in Miami uh, with Pat and them boys. So... Uh, big one here that came in yesterday, the LA Lakers have finally gotten rid of Russell Westbrook. So in a three-team deal, the Los Angeles Lakers and the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Utah Jazz have decided to switch up a bunch of different things here. So let's real quick talk about what the Timberwolves get in this deal. So they get Mike Conley, they get uh, Nickel Alexander Walker, three second round picks. The Utah Jazz get Russell Wilson, uh, Juan Toscano Anderson, uh, Damian Jones, and a 27 first round pick. And the L.A. Lakers get 
Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, and they bring back D'Angelo Russell. Now, looking at this trade, the key factors here for me, I think, are, are D'Angelo Russell, Mike Conley, and Russell Westbrook. So for the Lakers to be able to get a guy like D'Angelo Russell, who is more of a, sh a, a, a two-guard, um, prefers that role more than playing the point guard role, I think it's phenomenal. Um, I think it'll flow better. LeBron will be able to actually bring up the ball. And I think this actually could help the Lakers turn around their season. Uh, obviously, earlier um, last month, they picked up uh, Huchimura from the Wizards. Uh, to kind of solidify, you know, uh, their big man rotation, which is very good. They also get a, a very t a very valuable bench player, um, role player in Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. I just think is is one of those one of those guys who hasn't really had a shot uh, to kind of shine, hasn't had much playing time. What they'll do with him, I don't, I'm not sure. Um, as far as the Timberwolves, they're bringing in a grizzled fucking rugged tough vet in Mike Conley um and Alex Walker is Alexander Walker is actually uh I, I think was, was starting to kind of come into his own um minutes I think are, are a big thing for for young guys uh you know Vanderbilt and Alexander Walker are definitely in the, kind of the same spot they just need more time um but I think Alexander Walker is going to get a better shot up here uh in Minnesota and to bring the experience and the toughness of a Mike Conley, Minnesota's season could turn around very quickly. I think quicker than what the Lakers could because they're healthy. Um, so bringing in some f familiarity, uh, you know, into to Minnesota with Mike Conley and uh, – you know, Rudy Gobert. So I think that'll be definitely benefit him. And the Jazz are obviously in rebuild mode. You know, uh, taking on Westbrook and, and getting it first, um, they're kind of slowly but surely trudging forward. Um, you know, after losing Mitchell and Gobert, I think all the, all the signs point to rebuild. Westbrook will do just enough. He'll, he'll get to be left alone, uh, dominate the game the way he wants to. We might see, you know, a little revival uh, of his uh, triple double game. Um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on it, but he is old, so uh, very interesting there. So, uh, also in the news yesterday, we got a couple, uh, we got a couple more uh, to go over before we talk about uh, the one that ended out the day. Uh, so. Uh, the Raptors and the Spurs traded big men. Uh, the Raptors also threw in uh, a first, a twenty twenty four first round pick and two second round picks. Uh, again, I think the Spurs are just in rebuild mode, um, taking a guy you know for the Raptors to take in uh, a guy like uh, Jacob Petro. Um, it's they needed it, I think. Um, they could potentially start moving, continue to move some younger players around. I don't, you know, you never know. Don't know what the Raptors are going to do. Um, kind of a head scratcher that they get rid of, you know, a first round pick, 
Uh, but, you know, they, they have a plan, I guess. I don't know. So, uh, the New York Knicks are finally out of the Cam Reddish business. So, the New York Knicks traded away Cam Reddish and um, a couple of bench players. I would say their names, but, I mean, I could, but they're, they're bench guys. They're, they're not rotational guys. They're not rotational pieces. Um, the real highlight of this deal is Cam Reddish and the 2023 first-round pick. Uh, and the Knicks get Josh Hart, you know. For the Knicks, I think this is a good pickup. They obviously weren't using Cam Reddish. Uh, Cam, I think this is his last little bit of hope uh, before people kind of fully write him off. And uh, that's just my opinion. Now, let's talk about the big blockbuster move that just shook up the entire NBA. So, the Phoenix Suns and the Brooklyn Nets have made a huge trade. The Brooklyn Nets received Mikael Bridges, Cameron Johnson, Jay Crowder, four first-round picks, and a 2028 pick swap. And they received all that. And all they had to do was give up TJ Warren and Kevin Durant. Now think about this lineup. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton. Throw whoever you want in at the three or the four. To swap with Kevin Durant. Who cares? Um, this is phenomenal. Finally, the Phoenix Suns have done something uh, to kind of, I, I, in my opinion, get over the hump. This is the exact kind of move that you needed to make. Uh, you know, giving up a guy like Bridges obviously is a very hard thing to do. Uh, you know, Johnson, a very good role player. Same with Jay Crowder. Um, I was hoping that the Heat would go and pick him up. Honestly, Jay Crowder is a valuable, very valuable role player. But to get Kevin Durant, and you didn't have to give up Devin Booker, Chris Paul, or DeAndre Ayton, who potentially is your core. I know a lot of people would say that Bridges was, was better than Ayton. I fully agree with you there. But... Aiden can still be down there protecting the rim. And then, you know, to also add into the fact that T.J. Warren, let's not forget that T.J. Warren, not that long ago, was actually fucking balling. You know, uh, when he, you know, he had his, his first, you know, few stints and uh you know he spent the first few years in phoenix so he definitely knows the area but you know from 20 uh from 2017 to you know 2020 really uh you know through those seasons i mean he was over 18 points a game 
so I mean, you know, this year he, you know, he he was coming off of a, of an injury the previous season. Um, I'm just saying, T.J. Warren is phenomenal to pick up along with Kevin Durant. Um, you know, I'm I'm sitting here looking at their depth chart and. You know, T.J. Warren, they don't even have T.J. Warren listed in the, uh, you know, starting lineup. I think he will be there. Um, you know, obviously you still have Campaign, Tory Craig, Dario Saric, Bismack Biombo, Like, you know, Damon Lee, uh, you know, Josh uh, Okegi. You've got to be kidding me. The Suns clearly just won the trade market. You know, you yes, you gave up four picks for Kevin Durant. But were you like I don't know. Were were you gambling big? Yeah. Is the big gamble, could that pay off in a couple of rings? Probably, you know. Um, You know, looking at, you know, kind of just looking at, like, the trades that have have happened. um, It's very interesting to see that Brooklyn kind of blew it up um, and decided to move forward. You know, uh, Kyrie's first game um, as a Maverick, uh, you know, had 24 points, four rebounds, five assists. Um, Seeing the Nets basically kind of throw in the towel on what really seemed to be kind of a disaster. Uh, You know, you had disgruntled players, um... You know, I thought bringing back Dinwiddie was going to be, you know, the ultimate for you. But uh, it is what it is, you know. Looking at their roster now, um, you know, you still obviously have Ben Simmons, um, who although he's he's been on the decline, you know, it's like with Simmons and, and Seth Curry still there, um, and Nick Claxton, like, you have, in my opinion, a, a decent, you know, group that you're adding, um, you know, but bringing in Didwinnie, Bridges, and, and, and Johnson could really solidify this team as like a, they're not going to be an easy out, in my opinion. So, very interesting to see what happened uh, and what, you know, is gonna, like, what could potentially keep happening. Um, you know, I, I don't know. We have, uh, we have a few hours left in the trade deadline, you know, before the trade deadline hits. So you never know, uh, There could be more people 
moving along. Um, and we'll see, you know, um, it's, you know, sorry, I'm, I'm looking at like some of the news here, you know, uh, the Nets have already began looking for options of, of shopping Jay Crowder. So that might be in, in the play for, you know, for Miami. Um, OG uh, Anobi uh, up in Toronto is still um, that that's those talks are kind of moving. So we'll see. Uh, I, I'm very interested to see what is going to happen now um, after the trade deadline's over. Looking at the standings, um, you know the Nets are in, are are in fifth place. This potentially takes them into a play-in position, in my opinion. Um, you know the the Mavericks and the Suns are sitting. Uh, the Mavericks are at four. Uh, the Suns are at five. They're actually tied right now for the fourth place spot. If you really want to split hairs. Um, this is going to be very interesting. You know, uh, the Timberwolves are sitting at eight. You know, I, I think Conley's more important than a lot of people are giving him credit for. The Lakers aren't even in the playoffs right now, uh, more in the play-in uh, tournament. And, I mean, but they're only two games out from that spot, so... Maybe D'Angelo Russell and and Beasley help kind of turn things around out there. Um, I don't know. I am very, very, very interested now to see what's going to happen. And if the Raptors give up, you know, uh, OG, you know, do you maybe, if you're the Raptors, do you maybe call, you know, or... Sorry, if you're, you know, if you're a team like, I don't know, the Warriors, do you give the Raptors a call? You maybe see if you could trade some of that aging talent for, you know, some somebody who could potentially become the new face here in the next couple of years. Um, you know, teams I think that need to make a move. Uh, you know, would be obviously the Warriors. Um, it's hard to say the Kings because the Kings are doing actually very well right now. How long that lasts, I don't know. Um, same with like the Celtics and the Bucks; like they're they're sitting pretty. Um, I think the Seventy Sixers and the Cavs are kind of loaded right now, um, and they should stand pat. Uh, but the you know the Heat. The Knicks, uh, the Bulls, and the Hawks could definitely be making moves. So I'm very interested to see what's going to ha continue to happen with the, this NBA season. Um, I think it's going to be, I like I said, I thought when I woke up this morning and the Kevin Durant trade got confirmed, I mean, that blew my fucking mind. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Uh Sorry, I got to take off my jacket. It's getting warm. Um, 
yeah. So with that being said, I appreciate you guys tuning in and listening uh, to the No Name Sports Show. Like I said, tune in tomorrow where uh, we'll be going in in-depth on the Super Bowl matchup, kind of reliving the uh, the season and, uh, you know, making picks. So, uh, yeah, with that being said, uh, thank you. Uh, We love you guys. We appreciate all the support. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe. And, again, you might get a random update today at some point just due to the fact of the trade deadline is still going. If something hot hits, uh, I will, you know, you'll hear it right here on the No Name Sports Show with an update. Brought to you by the Strange Crew Podcast. So with that being said, we love you guys. We appreciate you. We will see you in the next one.